Hello and welcome to this mini episode of the Spotlight Podcast. Today we are answering the question, what should I include in my showreel? Very important question for all actors to know the answer to. And to help us answer that question, we have my favourite, Nicholas Peel, <laughs> our audio-visual specialist at Hello. Spotlight. Hi, Nick. Hi, Christina. You're right. <laughs> I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yes. So, uh, showreels. Showreels, yes. Um, I was inspired to make this episode with you today because I saw a tweet recently from a casting director in which she put a breakdown on Spotlight and mm. she received several hundred applications she said 50% did not have a showreel. Oh, that, that was her observation. Yes, uh, it is uh, it is it is highly recommended to have at least some video material on your page because there's only only so much that you can actually see of someone from from their headshot. Absolutely. Um, and from what they've written on a profile. Exactly. Yes. So You so really need a showreel. Bit of video <laughs> footage is we've been I've been here for 11 years and Ever since I started, like casting directors have been requesting to see video content Absolutely. on your page uh, yeah. to see what you look like walking and talking, and uh, and and it's kind of surprising that people still don't have it. But uh, yeah, I think a big barrier to it is just not knowing what it needs to be, which is yes. what we're hoping to answer today. Fingers crossed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I want to start by asking you what it is that you do with showreels. Why do you know so much about showreels, Nick? Uh, well, I, as I said, I've been here for uh, for just under 11 years. Um, and uh, and um, I used to upload showreels onto the Spotlight website back when it was, uh, when you couldn't do it yourself. Um, and so I saw probably thousands of showreels because um, they'd all come to me and then I'd sort of manually upload them um, before we, we automated it. Uh, but we also have a showreel editing service here at Spotlight, and I've edited hundreds of showreels here at Spotlight. Uh, I don't edit them anymore. We have a brilliant freelance editor who uh, who edits showreels. Uh, also, I work in a studio, so I've spoken to loads of casting directors, and when they found out that I edit the showreels at Spotlight, of course, that it tends to be a topic of conversation. Absolutely, yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, we make. I I now um, you know film and edit, edit video content, and of course, one of the questions that we ask quite a lot of casting directors in all of our video content is, what do they want to see from showreels? So, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So uh, so I've I've had it come from a lot of people yes um what they want to see and also i've seen a lot of stuff myself and uh lots of do's and don'ts you know oh totally yeah which hopefully we'll cover but yes you and i make the video content that goes onto the youtube channel and it is something that comes up again and again yes so maybe a good place to start is you've obviously yeah as you said you've seen a lot of showreels when you as an actor are just sitting down to try and shuffle through all of the content that you might have ever made as an actor um what's the kind of first thing you should be putting in is it your name is it a bit of music what is the first thing a casting director should see in your showreel um i'd say put your name first uh don't don't make it too long like sometimes you have people and they have like an animated name popping in and then <laughs> like a photograph of them in a, in a fancy hat or something like that it's right. like it just needs to be your name because that you when you when they when they click on it or you know when you send a, a, your submission through uh th- they won't necessarily remember what your name is first thing is your name three seconds no more than three seconds um and then the first scene that you put in is something it should be fairly recent um it should be very clear who you are um, and uh, and ideally 
like a nice speaking role. So it's something something good, you know, your best piece of work first, obviously. But it should be very clear who you are. And uh, and we should see you in close up as well. Uh, the number of times I saw showreels where you'd, the, the scene would start and um, and you're looking at it and there are like four people who you could, who the performer could be. Right, um, it could be any of those people. Could be any of those all, They all people. seem equally important in the scene. Exactly, exactly. It's quite hard to tell. Yeah. Who, who am I focusing on? Well, exactly. Obviously, if you don't have uh, footage that that is very clear who you are to begin with, then when you bring your name up, perhaps your headshot at the same time as well just to remind the casting director what you look like and then obviously like the scenes you've got to look like your headshot and right so, yes <laughs> I mean, that's the additional challenge yeah don't then immediately put a scene with blue hair or something yeah when yeah. you've got brown hair normally exactly <laughs> or something where you're wearing a mask or something like that right of course because that's just going to get confusing yeah. yeah. So it's a challenge because you kind of have to have that footage. Yeah. What yeah. does that tend to look like? Are you allowed to just take something from BBC iPlayer that you've been in? Uh, you cannot take stuff from BBC iPlayer. Um, I mean, you legally you cannot. Uh, the footage that you download from catch-up services such as BBC iPlayer or 4 On Demand, Demand 5, I mean, there's loads of them, but it's got this DRM copyright protection on, digital rights management protection on, and it is actually not legal for you to 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 rip it. And if you did manage to rip it, um, like it would, you'd probably have to download some very awful software to your computer, and you'd get a virus. So uh, just don't do it. Don't do that. The best thing to do is to uh, contact the production company. Uh, the BBC has the BBC Contributor Access Program, uh, and you can contact them and request a copy of your of your show. Um, you can you can go through the BBC Contributor Access Program, but ideally just contact the people, contact the producers or the production company of the show, whoever your contact was when you were filming it, and get them to send you a copy. Um, you can still record stuff off the television. Um, they obviously VHS players are long long gone. Long gone. <laughs> DVD recorders are long gone as well. But you can you can actually buy uh, Freeview receivers that have uh, that record the live TV broadcast onto a memory stick, and then you can edit from that. And uh, I'm not sure about the legality of that, but um, you know. If, Again, you could ask permission. You could ask permission. Obviously, you'd have to ask permission. You do need to ask permission uh, to use anything in your show well, just just because your face is on screen doesn't necessarily mean that you have permission to use it so uh, right exactly yeah, yeah. I mean an alternative to that is and if you don't have any particularly good scenes that you can use is potentially to make something yourself um, yeah. that's occasionally been encouraged what do you think is it okay to just write yourself a scene and and maybe film it with some friends yeah I think that's a great idea not only are you learn? Not only are you making yourself video content for your for yourself, but you also learn about other other roles. So you know you, you learn how to use a camera. You learn how you know how sound, how the lighting affects things. You learn how to use sound equipment, stuff like that. And so when you're on set, instead of just being an actor who sort of sits there, you can actually you, you know, can actually understand what's going on. Understand yeah. what's going on, but, and, and also you can really write yourself something that will make you shine. Exactly. Or you can you know if you always get. Uh, cast as one type of character you can write and you want to do a different type of character you can write yourself a different type of character and show that you can actually you, you know, can ace that other you, role yeah, yeah that you can actually play the London gangster or or, <laughs> or, 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 or the Queen Mother or whatever you know you can yes. write yourself a um, you can write yourself a, a, a role that you may not otherwise be cast for and uh, yeah and uh, and it's great and you can always keep it up to date as well um, and filmmaking is great fun as well so uh so, yeah. It totally is. <laughs> it is yeah. um, we had a session 
recently-ish at our last open house uh, with Emma Dyson, who is uh, one of our um, membership team specialists for performers. And she made a particular point um, of picking out showreels that contained scenes that were written for theatre. So this is definitely one of those no-goes, it seems, that if it's meant to be delivered on stage, it's probably not great to film. Yes. What do you is, think? Well, that, that's very true. Like oh, things for stage. I mean, stage and screen are written very differently. I mean, it depends obviously on the play. But you know, if you if you've got you know a speech from Shakespeare and you try and film it, oh, you 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 have to bring the performance right down. But right. It just it doesn't sit necessarily too well on or screen. Perhaps worse than that, there was occasionally <laughs> I've seen show rules where someone has literally just filmed them doing a play, themselves doing a play. Yeah. That's also definitely not really the kind of thing to uh, put in a show reel. Not necessarily. I mean, some people do have theatre show rules, and I have actually heard from some theatre casting directors that they want to see theatre in show okay. I would say don't mix it with the with the screen work. So, right. so for example, if you're predominantly a theatre actor, um, you know, a, a stage actor, then then absolutely, you know, get get a get a show reel put together with, you know, bits of film production as long as it's good quality, I've I've seen some where uh, you know the camera's just been set up at the back of the theatre and there's you know twenty there's people on stage <laughs> and like and then at one point like an arrow pops up on screen to point out which person we're meant to be looking at but they're so blurred you can't you, you can't know, tell you can't tell um, so really consistency is perhaps the most important thing yeah. so if you're going to include a bit of theatre and a bit of dramatic acting and and then commercials and then singing and lots of other things that could get a bit confusing could for get confusing yeah I'd say I'd say separate it um, separate it you know you have your you have your your theatre reel um, and keep it separate from your from your screen reel um, casting director who's casting for television is only going to want to see uh screen work they're not going to want to see you know you you in um a production of aladdin uh, right (laughs) yeah 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 exactly yeah makes sense yeah i want to ask you a few kind of like nitty-gritty questions now about um things like format and files and (laughs) that kind of thing i know that you and i have done a podcast in the past where we talked about self-taping yes and our sort of number one thing was about keeping it in landscape Yes. Does that apply to my showreel as well? Uh, yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, how many, how many, how many uh, cinema screens in the world are there that are in taller? Profile. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. How, uh, how many, how many screens are there that, that are taller than they are wide? None. Zero. Um, zero. I think there was one film made in Germany in the 1920s um, that was shot. <laughs> In like taller than it was wide. Okay, um, that's a very niche example there. Very niche example, <laughs> but basically no one's making films in portrait. Yeah. Um, television screens are not in portrait. Nothing's in portrait apart from your phone screen. So, and peak casting directors realistically are not going to be looking at your showreel on their phone. And um, and I mean, I don't know why people do it, but people do love to do it. It just yeah. looks so unprofessional. Um, yeah. If you're going to do it, do it properly. You can film stuff on your phone. Make sure it's in landscape and um, just make sure it doesn't look too bad. There are lots of instructional videos online. We've got quite a few. We have, we have. We have yes. some lovely videos on our YouTube channel about how to make a show reel. We do indeed. We do so indeed. you can definitely check those out if oh, you want yes. some more detailed information about the practical stuff, the equipment, the lighting, etc. Yes, yes. Um, but in terms of format, and this is another sort of common thing that comes up from casting directors, is that they get sent a file that is just massive 
when someone's actually finally put together their showreel. And, and part of that is to do with length and part of that is to do with file format. What, are, what should those two things look like? Um, well, in terms of length, I mean, we say three to five minutes, but I think five minutes is too long. I mean, realistically, casting directors are not going to be, you know, most casting directors are not going to have time to watch everyone's five minutes of everyone's reel. So it needs to be short and sweet. You know, some of the best show reels are a minute or two minutes, you know, get your best scene from this film, your best scene from this TV series. Um, I think 45 seconds per scene is... Enough. As, uh, that's enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are not going to watch your show because they want to, you know, they want to get into the show that you're in. They're going to want to see you. If they've seen you in 45 seconds in that scene, then that's fine. They want to move on to the next thing. And so, you know, some show rules can be like a minute and a half or two minutes long, and that's absolutely fine. In terms of file format, uh, MP4 is, I've said it many times in lots of different videos, and uh, it's the most commonly used format ever. Uh, MP4 with the H.264 codec and AAC audio. Sounds very complicated, but uh, that's the most commonly used file format. Um, the, ideally, it should be about, I'd say no more than three or 400, 400 megabytes is probably the, the most you'd want to have for a three-minute video. Right. Um, and the smallest file size, I would say, is probably about 80, 90 megabytes. So um, between between 80 and 400, I think 300 is kind of the sweet spot for file size of uh, for a three-minute video. In terms of uh, how to make your video into an MP4, there's online converter sites that you can use. There's uh, If you just Google search online video converter, they're ones you just There'll upload. Plenty. To, there are tons of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you could sign up for a free Vimeo account, upload the file to Vimeo, and then download the MP4 file. I know a lot of people use that. Or, or you can use software on your on your computer. Uh, we've got a video on our YouTube channel about how to convert a video file on a Mac using QuickTime Player. And I believe that works on PC as well. So okay. that is quite easily done, and that converts things into a, into an H.264 MP4 with AAC audio, which is which will work for everybody. Fabulous. And in terms of actually sending that to a casting director, there seems to be mixed things about whether or not you should just include the actual file in an email or just a link to a video. Um, Well, obviously, I think the easiest thing to do in in the UK is just have it on your Spotlight page. Absolutely. And then... Um, and then send that. Don't send the video file in an email because the, the email will yes. be massive, <laughs> especially if you've you know you've made a four hundred megabyte one. <laughs> that will clog up the casting director. Yeah, account. keep in mind that they're probably receiving hundreds. Yeah, of yeah. those kinds of emails exactly. as well. Exactly. Yeah. So so um, a place that you can up, you can either you could upload it to Vimeo if you don't want to use Spotlight, obviously, which you should want to use Spotlight because it's awesome. <laughs> um, or you can if they need the video file, uh, you can either make the the Vimeo link downloadable, or you can use WeTransfer.com which everybody loves WeTransfer. There um, you go. You can uh, send lots up of options to there. Lots of options, lots yeah. of options, yeah. I want to ask you one other sort of stylistic question. Mm. Again, another common one, the montage. Oh. Do we do montages in our showreels? No, we do not. <laughs> okay. No. Um, it's been, people have been saying it 
whenever someone's asked advice about showreels, since I've worked here, you know, in those 11 years, I've never heard someone say that they like watching, watching montages. In fact, I've heard so many people saying that they hate watching montages. And uh, the advice that we've been giving for years and years and years is do not have a montage in your showreel. Yet somehow they still appear. They appear quite a lot as well. Who is making these montages? I know. <laughs> they just love them. Um, yeah. Nobody wants to see a montage. Nobody wants to see a montage. People, people I think actors like montages because it's like it's like a trailer for them it's like a movie right. trailer for them um but as a car you know for casting directors they're just not useful or interesting and they waste precious casting director time so Indeed, you know, yeah. so um so lose the montage three seconds of name card at the beginning and then go into your the first best scene. scene yeah yeah same thing seems to apply to music no big long music at the beginning or yeah. music over all of your oh, scenes yeah. That seems to be a thing that happens sometimes too. Yeah, I mean, it's th- that is. It just sounds a bit naff, and also, um, <laughs> it's like, a bit distracting too, isn't it? It's quite distracting, yeah. And also, like you run the risk of, you know, I've heard I've heard music underrunning people's show rules, and it just sounds, you know, it's a song that is particularly. I don't like it, and like I don't want to continue watching because I don't like. That I don't song. like the song. And uh, oh no! And then you're completely disadvantaged because yeah. you've just not liked the song well, rather exactly. than you. Exactly. Also, um, if you're uploading to places like YouTube, you're going to get copyright hits on the music. Of course. And then you're going to get adverts playing at the beginning of. Um, you're going to get adverts playing at the beginning of your showreel, which of course you don't want if you're uploading to to YouTube. Um, but also, I mean, it it just sounds awful. Keep it simple, you know. Mm-hmm. Keep keep the thing simple. Don't don't. A bit of music is not going to underrunning the whole thing. Isn't going to lift it. It's you know just scenes from the films. You know. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. if there's music in the scene that you're using, then um, that's fine. Then that's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't don't try and remove that because that'll be really difficult. But um, yeah. But don't add don't add like a, a jazzy song to it <laughs> to, to jazz it up a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Don't need it. Don't need it. Don't need it. So to summarize. What are the top tips that people need to take away now when they're putting the, together their showreel? Uh, uh, short and simple. Yeah. Uh, short, yes. The simpler, the better. You need to start off with your name, followed by your best scene that features you in a close-up and uh, and that it's very clear who you are in the scene. Um it doesn't need to be more than three minutes long. Three to five minutes we say on the website, but it can be a lot less. It can be a minute and a half. Um, no music going under underneath the whole thing. Uh, no montage at the beginning. Um, you can film your stuff yourself. Uh, you can film stuff yourself. That's absolutely fine. Uh, obviously, look at guides online about how to film stuff yourself. And, uh, and yeah, don't overcomplicate it. Yeah, simple as that. Simple as that. So hopefully... Everyone can go away now and make a fabulous show reel. We can hope. We can hope. Yes. <laughs> and if you need our help at all, where can they ask questions? Uh, they can ask questions to questions at spotlight.com. And uh, yes, and we get back to those quite quite, quite frequently. So uh, There you go. Always. You can also ask us questions on Twitter at Spotlight UK. And I think that's pretty much our that's, podcast for today. That's our podcast for the day, I think. Well, unless there's anything else I'm... No, I think that's I think, no, I think that's it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Nick, for helping us answer this question today. This is our last podcast for the year. Yes. So you can join us again next year for our next season of podcasts. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> if you've got any feedback for us, please just send us an email or um, hit us up on Twitter. Um, we'd be happy to hear any suggestions you have for any other questions we can answer for you via podcast next year. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs>